The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. We greatly appreciate it and what a wonderful opportunity to study God's word. Uh, Just a couple quick updates on where you can find this and how it's posted. Um, I'm going to be posting it on my personal Facebook page. I'll also be posting it on my personal Instagram page. You can search that up. My at symbol at Instagram is rblove413. Um, you can find it in audio format by going to any of the more popular podcasting areas and look up the Source of Truth podcast, and you'll be able to find it there. And ultimately, when we finalize the details here in a couple of weeks, we'll be adding it to the church's, uh, my new church's, Grace Baptist Church uh, YouTube page and be adding it to that as well here soon. Uh, more than likely in the next week or two, we'll have that finalized. And uh, But for now, those will be the two places or two video and one audio place you can find it. But greatly appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day and hope this is an encouragement. Uh, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 as we've been going verse by verse uh, through this book. And uh, we're going to jump into a section of scripture, uh, really jump into a topic that if you're not careful can be an ex- excessively controversial topic, and that is a topic of money and the topic of giving. Uh, one of the criticisms that has been stated about some churches, not all, but some, is that all they do is talk about money. Uh, I hope that's not true in the church you attend. Please understand, um, money is an important topic. You know, where your heart, treasure is there, your heart is also. Um, we understand that. Uh, we understand the Bible talks more about money than he does about heaven and hell combined. Uh, because, you know, we're attached to our money. It's a big deal. We, and we live in a materialistic world. And, you know, and you, but the thing is, it's true. If you invest your money into certain stocks, you're going to see how they're going. If you invest your money, um, into, you know, into things that make money, uh, into homes or whatever, you're going to, you want to see how it's going. Your, your value goes there. And so when you invest the money God has given you back into your ministry, back into the kingdom of God, you're going to grow an interest into what's going on with that. You're going to want to see. You're going to ask questions like, where's the money going? What's it being used for? Those are great questions. Why? Because you will learn what the church is doing to reach the lost. You will learn what the church and what we are doing to uh, minister to the community. What are we doing to minister to the members of the church? How are we encouraging, strengthening families and people and individuals and helping them to grow in Christ? And that you're going to have an interest in that, but you're also part of that. Uh, when you give towards the missions program, the money goes into global missions and you are giving towards um, you're giving towards worldwide missions, reaching people you may never meet. The opportunity is awesome, but God's asked us to do this. Please understand, I believe God can do all this on his own. You know, he, he's not restricted to our wealth, but he, this is the plan he's chosen. He's chosen to use our wealth. He's chosen to use our money. And so let's go ahead and look. What we're having here in the verses we're going to look at is Paul is, of course, sent Titus. He's going to teach the church, and so he's saying you've learned and grown a lot of things, but we want you to start learning about this idea of giving. And so let's go to uh, chapter 8, verse 1. Paul says, it's moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. So he references these other churches in Macedonia about the grace that God has given them. So he's really smart. He doesn't start with just give. He t- starts with the blessings that these churches have received from God because they're giving. Please understand, I don't give to get. I don't say, well, if I give $100 to God, he's going to give me a 1,000 things of that nature. That motive's wrong. 
but please understand if I give to God, he'll provide for my needs. You, know, he, you can never outgive God. I really believe that. And there's a, I've always seen it in my life. I've seen him provide as we've been faithful throughout our lives to give back to the ministry. It's always been like that. And so in my mind, I, I still think that's the exact same thing. And God's going to do that. But he uses a great example of that. In verse 2, he said that in a great tile of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. He goes, while they were struggling in trials, their joy and everything was seen in their liberality, even in the times of grief. They didn't stop. They didn't back off. They didn't say, we can't do this. In these times of grief, the Bible says they, we could see their liberality. We could see them giving really beyond what they probably should have when you think about it from a human standpoint. He says in verse 3, For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship, the ministering of the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So he says what they literally did. He goes, they were in struggle, they were tight, but then not only they give, they gave beyond their ability. Now, I hope you understand that they had their bills to pay, but they said this is important and they were willing to sacrifice. That's what we call sacrificial giving. Now, again, it, I've heard people say, well, you know what? If I'm really hurting financially, I'll give 80% of my check. God's got to provide for everything. This is this is not one of this is not a riot. This is not one of the brackets where you know I manipulate God to do something. This is where God laid upon their heart. That's an important part to see. This is something God begins to teach us. I believe the Bible will see this in a second. God teaches us that we all should participate somehow in this and work our way up to the point of tithing and giving and above and beyond that. I believe it's what God's asked us to do, but uh, it's not a manipulation thing. We give because God teaches us and He motivates us, and we're in obedience to him. We don't do to manipulate. We don't do it uh, to be seen. We don't do it so that we can brag on people saying, well, I'm, I'm the biggest giver. We don't do do it to get influence in the church and say, well, I give X amount. All of those things. As a matter of fact, in our scenario here at our church, I am unaware of who gives what, which makes it easier for me to minister effectively uh, because I should never minister based upon who gives how much. Um, and, and that's the thing I've seen. And frankly, throughout my 22 years of doing this, I have found that it, when God uses people and blesses the church with people, it's often the people you least expect uh, because they have such a heart for God. And so when I say least expect, not the ones you think have all of the extra, but God has used them and then God blesses them in return. And, and while I could give stories of God's blessing to me and to other people as a result, that's not, again, the reason we give. I believe God does it. And they're great testimonies. Like Paul said, the church in Macedonia was blessed. And we can talk about that. But the reason I give is obedience to God. It's, it's not a manipulation thing. So then he, what he says, he got done teaching all of this. They would learn this. In verse 6, here's what he says. So we urge Titus that as he begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. He said he's beginning to teach you. He wants you to teach you this grace, the grace of giving. Verse 7. But as you abound in everything, because you're growing in a lot of things, you're going in faith, he says, and then in speech and then in knowledge and in all diligence and in love for us, you're growing in a lot of areas. He says, see that you abound in this grace also. See that as you add to your faith, as you're growing in Christ, one of the things you add is the giving, the part of the grace. It's grace giving, giving to God because in obedience, because of the ultimate goal of reaching many for the cause of Christ. That's how churches run. You say, well, where does the money go? Well, first of all, it goes right back. When you give, it goes right back into the church to pay for the staff, to pay for the, the property. But ultimately, all of these tools and finances are used to give back because our goal is to reach the community. Our goal is to reach the globe. Our goal is to get the gospel out. And that's the point. We put all these tools and things we do together to reach people with the cause of Christ and to, and to strengthen and mature the saints and to restore families and all of these things. That's really where the money ultimately goes back into ministry. 
And so as you give, please understand, that's the premise. Now, again, we're not just giving and manipulating. Later in Corinthians, says God loves a cheerful giver. And that's what we look to. And so God is not looking for us to give out of obligation. Uh, but we understand that God has asked us to do it. We give out of love. It's a huge difference between those two. And we learn that, uh, then it's easier to give, and then we can trust God. That as we live in obedience to him, he will take care of those things. And otherwise, uh, we have very little control over well, thanks again for joining us on this Tuesday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope this is an encouragement, a help, and even a bit of a challenge that you learn what God is trying to teach you and help you to grow in your Christian life. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.